0: Baptism. So, uh, you you might have just been on the journey uh, recently. Maybe you've just come to start a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've been journeying for a little while and you haven't been baptized. Um, we're we're totally okay if you want to jump in the pool this morning and you haven't told us. It won't be the first time that that has happened. Um, and so, if if you after you hear me speak on baptisms, you're like, actually, this is a step that I want to take this morning. Feel free to do that. Um, if you look right through the book of Acts. Uh, baptism is something that is done at the start of the journey, Um, there are two things that I think are really important that we understand before we get in the pool, and I'm going to talk about them this morning, Um, but other than that you don't need to have it all together, Um, that is the point, sorry? Oh we've got towels and I've even got some um, spare clothes, so you know if you want to look like me then um, you can do that. All right, so so baptisms. Um, let's be honest, baptisms is kind of one of the weirdest things that we do, isn't it? Um, you know, uh, some of you that are getting baptized this morning have invited friends and family to come along and watch, and it's kind of weird. You know, it's like, hey, come along, I'm I'm going to take a bath in public. Would you come and watch me this morning? Um, so I want to like unpack that a little bit, just so uh, we understand what that's all about. Um, and and I want to thank as well friends and family for coming along. It's so great to have you here if you've come to support. Um, You might be thinking, you guys are really strange. We are a little bit, we're in love with Jesus. That makes us a little bit weird. Um, But that's okay. What is it all about, oh, I thought you were muting me then. No, okay. (laughs) Shut up. Anyway, all right. uh, So baptism is actually one of the most powerful and significant steps that we take as a follower of Jesus. It's a significant moment in every believer's life. Zeke is is like agreeing with me right there. Um, And so what baptism is, it's like a prophetic and symbolic act. And it's like um, us coming into agreement that we want to step out of our old way of living, thinking and acting and step into the new life that Christ has for us. And so so um, in Colossians 2 verse 12, Paul says this, he says, "...having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead." In 2 Corinthians 5, he said this, "...therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here." And so baptism is the symbolic prophetic act that points to this reality And so the gospel, the good news of Jesus is this message of restoration, conversion and transformation. And so we have been and are being restored to our original identity in Christ. We're we're being converted from our old nature into our new nature. We're being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. Now, Now here's the point here is that the gospel does not make us a better person the gospel makes us a new person. We are recreated in Jesus, a whole new person. And so the word baptism um, uh, is not original to the Bible. The the word baptism was first used about 200 years before Jesus um, by a guy called Nysander, who was uh, a Greek poet. Um, And so it was first found, uh, this word baptism, in a pickle recipe. That's where you first find it. Um, and so what Nysander said when he put this recipe out, he said the vegetable should first be dipped, which is bapto, into boiling water and then baptized in the vinegar solution. And the vegetable, let's say a cucumber, which goes through this baptism process, comes out a pickle. <laughs> and how good are they? Like with cheat, have you bought, you know, like the cheat, you wrap it in the cheese and yeah so good. Point, the point is this, that once a, once a cucumber is pickled, it can't go back to being a cucumber, you know, like it's a whole new thing. And, and this is what happens when we go through the waters of baptism. We are prophetically stepping into our new creation in Christ Jesus, saying, I no longer want to be a cucumber. I want to be a pickle. And we become pickled, so to speak. And, and so, central to this to the New Testament, the New Covenant idea is this concept of conversion, or, as Jesus described, uh, being born again, and Paul described it as our union with Christ. and um, so so this is this idea that we are in him and he and uh, He is in us, like a complete transformation. And, and that's a little bit of a hard idea to get our head around. Um what does it mean to be in Christ? Um, you know, if someone tells me that I follow Christ, like, I get that. Uh, if ma- maybe someone says I'm under Christ, uh, like, I know what that means, I know what it means to be under someone. Um, saved by Christ, yep, got it. Inspired by Christ, yeah, I can get my head around that one. Um, they are all concepts that we understand, Jesus as our leader, our Lord, our Savior, but in Christ, that's a different concept altogether, Um So I wanted wanted to uh, use this analogy this morning. I've used it before, but for the sake of those that haven't heard it before, uh, imagine that you are heading to the airport about to board a plane and the plane is on its way to sunny Queenstown um, and Queenstown is where you want to be. Um, The question is, what relationship do you need to have with the plane to get to Queenstown? What relationship do you need to have? Like, do you need to be under the plane like, submit yourself to the plane's lordship and, you know, eminent authority in the hope that you will end up in Queenstown. Uh, What about following it? You could say, I know that the plane is going to Queenstown, so if I flap really hard, you know, like, maybe I, if I follow, will end up in Queenstown. Um, Maybe you could be inspired by the plane, and as it flies off, you whisper, I hope to be like that one day, you know, like, you know, and hope that you could get to Queenstown, no. So, so what is the relationship that you need to have with the plane? You need to be in the plane. And, and then so whatever is true of the plane now becomes true of me. And this is what it means to be in Christ. When we, have, when we have given ourselves to him in this way, we are in him, he is in us, and now whatever is true of Christ is true of me. Isn't that beautiful? This is what Paul was trying to get Uh, his trying to help us get our heads around. In Colossians 1, he said, To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Like he kind of described it as a mystery, like this mystical union that we are in him, he is in us. And we are so intertwined that whatever is true of him is true of us. And so baptism, b- baptism is us agreeing with this. It's us saying yes to this. In 1 Peter 3 verse 20, Peter described it like this. He said, Those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism which now saves us, not by removing dirt from your body. In other words, this isn't about an outside-in thing but an inside-out thing but as a response or an appeal to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what Peter is saying here is that when we go into the waters of baptism, Peter is saying that just as Noah and his family climbed into the ark to be saved from the flood, so is the same of us that when we climb into Jesus in the waters of baptism, we are saved from death and the power of sin. Isn't that cool? And so baptism is this prophetic act that points back to the cross, and it says, there the lie died, and the true me was revived. And it points to the future, and it says, no, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. This is, this is baptism. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right, Daniel. It is awesome. See, the gospel doesn't just make us a better person, it makes us a new person. The old is gone, the new has come, the new true you. In Philippians, it says this, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, rather I became righteous through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. So in other words, faith is a fairy tale if Jesus is not the substance of it. And so this morning, our faith is not in our ability to save our lives, but in our simple ability to get in Jesus. It, it's his faith, his faithfulness, that is rock solid. So I said there's two, there's two important elements that, we need to, that need to be present, I believe, in every believer as we go into the waters of baptism. You don't need to understand all of the theology of who God is or anything like that. Um, but there are two elements that are really important and that's um, faith and repentance. So faith and repentance are really important. Um, you know, if, 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 we, if there isn't faith and repentance, then really it is just a bath in, in public. Um, and, and so I want to encourage us this morning, if you're um, being baptized this morning, or you are even thinking about it right now, um, that we will have opportunity to gather around communion first. And, and the idea is this, is that, is that repentance is turning. And so it's, it's saying, I was heading this way. I was living, thinking, and acting in a way that was opposite to the ways of Jesus. Now I am turning, and I want to walk in the way of Jesus. And, and I'm not just turning to nothing. I'm turning towards faith in Jesus, that his ways, that his will is better for my life than my own ways and my own will. And so we're turning from something towards something. And so uh, as we gather around communion, you might just want to come, and I encourage you to lay at the cross before Jesus the things that you no longer want to carry when you come out of the waters of baptism. And so it's leaving behind the old and turning towards faith in Jesus. See, God's will and our will often aren't the same. Has anyone discovered that? And our way home is through humility and surrender. We come home when we humble ourselves and surrender ourselves before Jesus and say, do you know what? I realized that my own kingdom that I was building was not producing any life. And having faith and trust and his ways, His kingdom—that does produce life. So it's a turning from the old towards faith in Jesus. It's good, eh? So one last thought before um, the worship, um, worship team can come back up—that'd um, be great. The other thing that baptism is—is—is is, is like an all-in declaration. Like it's saying, I'm I'm all in for you, Jesus, for your way, for your will. Um, I surrender my life to you. Um, in Ezekiel 47, there's this great um, uh, prophetic analogy. Um, and I want to read it for you this morning and then just sh- uh, give you a thought and then we'll um, move on to communion. Uh, in Ezekiel 47... Uh, It says this The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, the south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another 1,000 cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another 1,000 and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another 1,000 but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. Uh, um, Ezekiel was giving this, uh, he's sharing this vision um, and and we can draw from that some analogies about our journey with Jesus, about the depth that we're willing to go with him. And uh, at the start, he talks about going ankle deep, and I, and I guess sometimes we can maybe approach our relationship with Jesus a little bit like that, um, you know, kind of dip our toes in the water a little bit, test it out. Um, I would like to suggest that that. Um, Jesus is not someone that we just test out. Like, we don't just try on Jesus to see if it works for us. That's, that's actually not how this works. It's an all-in kind of thing. You know, Jesus isn't, he's not a handbag or like a pair of shoes that we kind of try on for size. Um, he's not an addition to our lives. He's not a, an addition to a, a good life. He, he is, in fact, the way to life. And, and so Ezekiel um, he talks about about um a, a river so deep that we could swim in it a- and this swimming in a river has anyone you know ever done swimming in a river? Well I come from um, Motuika and we um uh, there's a river that you know a bit like Upper hutt that sort of flows through and and we used to every summer just get tire tubes and and jump in the river at one end and just float all the way down for the day. Has anyone done anything like that? Like it's just, it's really cool, way. Eh? You just sort of lean back and just sort of float with the river wherever it's going to take you. And, and Charles Spurgeon, when he, uh, in his commentary on this passage, he talks about these ideas of, of being in the river so deep that we are floating in faith. That there are moments in our lives where we are unsure about where we are going, but there's a level of trust in this river of life that is Jesus that we could lean back and just go, well, I'm gonna go where the river takes me. There's this level of trust that we could lean back. Then he also talks about this idea that we could be so confident in the will and way of Jesus that we swim, that we're swimming with him, like swimming in faith with him in in his way, in his river of life. And and so I wanna encourage us all this morning that, that even though some are taking the step of baptism, that all of us are encouraged to swim in this water, to swim in this river of life, and to take these steps of faith daily that actually that are actually in line with maybe the step that we took maybe for some of us years ago in baptism. but actually today is a good reminder for all of us that one day I made a step like that and said that I would lean back and and float in faith with Jesus or swim in faith with jesus and and that's a daily thing, isn't it? And so baptism is like crossing the great divide from, from death to life, from, from trust in self to trust in Jesus, from control to freedom, from fear to love, from a sin nature to a son nature. And so let's celebrate, eh? Yeah. Hey, what, why, don't, why don't you stand uh, with me this morning? We're going to gather around communion, and uh, just as always, feel free to come and just um respond in whatever way you see fit to jesus we come to jesus remember his body that was broken for us we mem- remember his blood that was spilt for us and uh, let's come before him um if you are thinking actually um i would like to get baptized this morning um come and either talk to me or sarah or Hansel, Karen or someone um If you are getting baptized and you need to get dressed, um, after you've taken communion, go and, go and do that and then head on over to the baptism pool. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you that you are so great. We've just been singing this morning about how, how great you are, how good you are. And, and we thank you this morning that we, we get to join in the celebration of new life today. I pray for those this morning that maybe took this step years ago. Father, I pray that this morning would be a like a resurrection of the, the life that they experienced at that time. Father, that it would bring to remembrance the joy uh, of their salvation, the joy of new life, the joy of faith in you, Jesus. And we thank you for those that are taking that step for the first time this morning. We, we thank you, God, that, that as they step into the water, that, that they are uh, surrendering their lives to you and then, then they are emerging a new creation, new life in you. And, and man, we, we are just so excited to celebrate that with them this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that this is what you do on our behalf. We're just climbing into you. We thank you that you are our ark. You are our safe refuge. I thank you that, that our faith is not reliant on our ability, but it's on you, Jesus. We thank you that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah, we thank you, God. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's worship. Let's respond. Uh, let's celebrate. Let's enjoy this time.